0: Welcome to the Aggressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, business development coach and mentor. And each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message to help you unlock creating a living life full of energy, action, impact, and happiness. And today I am delighted to welcome on Joseph Rivers. Joseph is a personal and professional performance coach. And we connected a while ago on a coaching network and I think social media platforms, also just showing the power of how great social media can be if we use it in the right way. So, as I always do, I'm going to get him to share his story and his journey with you right now. Thank you so much for joining me today, Joseph. Uh, As I always do, and start with, share a bit about your story what you do, how you got into coaching and um, in, you know, your narrative?
1: Um, so I, I think what comes to mind for me is um, I, uh, I, I kind of went through a sort of re- really like well-worn path so far, like I'm 29 now um, and univer- like school, university, sort of first career job was all quite sort of like, Oh, that's all happened, and that's quite predictable. Um, and I I went into like a good first job in the sports industry, and um, I I really loved it for like four years. And I just found myself like basically wanting to move on and get. I was almost like on the wrap on the, on the treadmill. I felt myself on the treadmill, and I, I when I went searching for like a. Um, A much higher paying job and much more responsibility and that took me to a a job basically that I hated Mm -hmm. Um, it was better paid um, working with really cool cool clients and um, in a really like you know trendy agency but I hated it Um, it just shocked me how much it like affected my mental health and I just remember thinking back about like being anxious on my sort of like long commute train into work, um, like wanting to like escape on the weekends, like go on really long walks and just like get out of my own reality because I just couldn't hack this job and I couldn't, uh, and I, I, and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with the, the stress of it. But at the same time, I was like, I, I should feel successful. Like I've got this great job and great job title it pays really well I should feel really good about this like why don't I um and basically that kind of just led me to to leave that job after like five months mutually like um but it it basically just led me to like an unemployment period which really like was almost like the the big change that made me think about coaching and made me think about new ways of doing things because being unemployed was just so bad I wouldn't wish that on anyone I was unemployed for like five months not 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 working but I was like I was doing night shifts in in my Tesco in a local Tesco Mm -hmm. um but that period just it was just like a drip 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 of my confidence just diving
0: yeah um
1: and it basically just led me to think like what like what am I doing like why like every day I was just like with recruiters oh sorry I was on mute okay. no offense to recruiters but I I I just hated every minute looking for jobs and doing my CV every day and I must remember like like just breaking down with my girlfriend at the end of the day thinking i'm never going to get a job again and yeah. um eventually i did get a job and i and i you know it it led to a job with the british council which i'm doing now and um but it was just so hard and, I, and it makes you feel so like disempowered and um but it, that that process basically led me to find it eventually find a job and just like increase my confidence slowly and start like rediscovering myself mm-hmm. and that led me to look at coaching and new ways of like doing things and i just never wanted to be in that position ever again yeah like where i had no control um and and no you know almost like no control over my future mm. and that was what led me to like look at coaching and self development and the whole universe around coaching, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little bit more around your niche and the type of client that you work with in coaching.
1: Yeah. So I, I I basically sort of describe myself as a personal and performance coach. Sorry, sorry, personal and professional coach.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, specializing in men, um, kind of like between the ages of like 25 and 40. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because of my own experiences. Yeah. Um, where these like pressures start coming at you as a, as a man. Um, and th- there's so much to it, but like the pressure to, to succeed, to have the right job title, to earn the money, to be in a great relationship. Um, all of these things can't come, like, come at you quite quickly. Um, and that's how I felt when I was sort of like, you know, on the, on the treadmill looking for the right job and stuff um and that eventually led me to like really sort of like a bad period in my life so I help men that are typically like in a sort of stagnation period in their job where um they're not they're not happy with where they are but they're unsure about exactly where to go
0: yeah
1: um and there's a bit of like confusion there and and that that kind of that that's a very common challenge yeah um like another one is 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 men that want to be better leaders and I do a lot of my coaching work in house in the British Council on that yeah um and that's that's often around like how they manage themselves Mm -hmm. um and a lot of the work that I've been doing recently in in the well in the pandemic has been like how not not just to manage yourself but how do you you know manage others how do you how are you um you know, keeping sort of like your empathy up around other people and your own teams, you know, staying positive, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's kind of those two things at the moment. But I would say underlying that is a, is a lack of self-awareness that men often have about themselves and, and their, I guess, their like strengths. Yeah. And, and what they're good at and, and how they how they react to things I would say
0: yeah lo- loads of in that really interesting I love what you say first of all about the word like rediscover yourself I was reading something yesterday and it's about and I've heard it before that people use the word find and it's like you're not finding yourself that's in there somewhere you've just got to uncover it and like you say rediscover maybe who mm-hmm. you are and what you want to be known for and I think there yeah. is, you've said it's really interesting your niche and work with men. I think it's, I think it's great and to talk about what people probably don't want to face into maybe or just, you know, you you think and assume men are okay because they're men type, you know, and they've got to have that strength. Like you say, the pressure of everything at one point, a relationship, um how you have a good job, you know, running home, everything. And I think at that point, again, we just expect men to just keep going with that. Probably the same as mums, actually, don't we? Like, yeah, expect them to do all of the juggling as well and get no time for themselves. And uh, I know a lot of people that coach within that as well, because so it's interesting. I guess the part around self-awareness is key, because obviously that is what coaching is, is raising someone's self-awareness. What becomes the difference with people maybe not wanting to face into that as men, like you say, because they want to have confidence in how they come across, Is it that there is actually a lack of awareness when you, you know, uncover that yourself with clients or is it more around the fact they haven't, there's a self-esteem confidence thing going on for them?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, I guess, first of all, like coaching, um, often men, you know, that there is a suspicion there. Mm. I I have found that much of the coaching world is, is mostly female, but I can't, don't quote me on that, but (laughs) um, you know, there is an element of trust that that comes into it with men and coaching um and you do I have found you have to work really hard on that yeah um, to start not that that's an exception but you do
0: yeah
1: um but I guess it's that kind of like rediscovering point though because men it's often that um there is a lack of maybe a lack of self-awareness but there is something inside them that they just haven't like explored fully or haven't allowed themselves to explore fully, whether mm-hmm. it's with a coach, someone close to them, their friends, there's like a connection that they, that they might be missing in their life. Yeah. Um, and often a coach can, well, for, in my own opinion, a coach is a great connection for men in that way. Mm-hmm. Um not as a friend, but as a person that they can bounce off and, and help increase confidence. Um, but it's, it's, it's allowing themselves to actually like talk about it and, and talk about the fears and the doubts that they have in order to like get over them and, and increase their confidence and self-esteem because it, it is there. I believe it is there, but it's, it's getting it out in yeah, a safe it's, place it's
0: belief in themselves isn't it and that safe place is a key element like you just said i remember a while ago somebody reached out to me midway through a lot one of the lockdowns we did and said um i'm not sure enough about what coaching is And not a lot of people aren't sure what coaching is or they assume it's mm. mentoring or something else and or, you know counseling therapy and we have to be really clear on uh the differences between them all um, and not make someone feel silly for asking that question as well. Sometimes I'll just check in with someone to say, are you aware of what coaching is exactly? And sometimes I go, oh, yeah, 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 no, no. And it's like, do you really? Yeah. Like, not, Well, probably. And actually, yeah. don't. it's fine not to know. Um, I'd rather someone says, I don't know, like, I'd love to know more about it, etc. Um, and just be open minded, again, not having to know everything. he was kind of saying do I I don't know what I need I'm very anxious at the minute I've got a lot going on with my mind and stuff um but I don't you know But he goes he wasn't sure if it was therapy and I guess he was actually it was one of the ways where it's like you could probably go either way you could probably think it's therapy but actually you probably have more about you and confidence at the moment to give coaching a go and like you just said um face inside side of things and build that trust I think is key part for men especially senior leader men where they have to be what i might yeah. call the one effect or how they have to show up the shadow you cast every day they have to be very theatrical and put a smile on their face the minute they yeah. work because they're leading people and I just think that then all of those emotions get pushed down it's like pain when you push pain down mm. I think that that doesn't always mean it's got to be therapy. They just, what's great about coaches, you just get things out. And like we say, write things down, talk about things. And yeah. people love the feeling that gives them and the benefits of seeing something in a different perspective through doing it that way and exploring it in that way. So I think it's interesting. And I think, I think as a coach, you have to almost be more aware of exactly that bit. When could it be coaching versus therapy counselling and saying to yeah. somebody, not sure coaching's right for you opposed to telling them um or actually coaching them and seeing what it brings but not being mindful of the, going down a mental health for you as well so like you said it yeah. t- can take a long time I can understand that
1: yeah and I I, do, I distinctly remember coaching a, a senior male leader um last year and um it took a couple of uh, at least two two sessions to actually break down the Mm. like the not the mask but like the the show. Mm. Um you know I was a man but I, I was less senior than him and we both knew that. So it was a kind of like interesting dynamic there. Yeah. Um and he I remember him after the like the first sort of session he just kind of remarked that oh that kind of felt like therapy. And I was oh. like oh no like I do <laughs> something wrong there. But <laughs> on, on reflection, I think it was because he had not been asked these questions before Mm -hmm. like I I don't I don't think he he had been asked some of these questions and some of these reflections Mm -hmm. um before and he was having to like go quite deep into how he was like feeling yeah and to him that felt a bit like therapy perhaps um so that was that was kind of interesting. And it does make me think, well, I've got to like walk this line quite carefully at times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because exactly like you just did there. You go into us, I was mentoring today with coaches, and there a lot of people recently have been talking about self-doubt. And as coaches, we worry about how we're coming across and whether the client's reaching their objectives and that we have that mind chatter in our heads. Mm. Often I say, what you're thinking isn't what they're worrying about because a client's only worrying about their own agenda. the Same as we were yeah. paying someone to coach us. Like we're only worrying about ourselves getting the result we want. That's it. And, and that's just how we're programmed to, that's our DNA and how we think. So I think that, you know, we allow that overthinking part. It's really interesting. I was just thinking about someone recently, this uh, someone who I just messaged around. Uh, we both read a lot of material. And again, he's a senior leader um, mm-hmm. and we've just connected, keep talking about different, you know, personal development stuff we like in the books we share and uh, we touch on things that are probably personal but don't go into it and I just came away thinking if I was to assume and not put my coach's hat on I'd probably say he needs some thought, form of I don't know it's therapy but coaching would be great for him to get things out and it doesn't have to be Looking back all the time, but they're looking back on your strengths to move you forward, which is a coaching. Yeah. But I think, as we've just alluded to, there just the power of talking things through with somebody is key, yeah. and and then getting a different perspective on things. And I don't think that anyone can get anywhere on their own. You just you have to have people and different people around you to grow. Yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Um, and that, like you know, that 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 makes me think about the um, the like the the men's like the men's groups that I facilitate that I run. Um, they're not coaching and they're not therapy, but they are just this peer support. Yeah. Um, and for men, that's where they that's where they share the best,
0: yeah. like
1: yeah. shoulder to shoulder, um, as opposed to like face to face, one on one um and although it's not coaching or anything like that it's it's still um this process of um like removing masks and just showing up Mm. as you are um and it doesn't have to be like really bad stuff it doesn't have to be grave doesn't have to be doesn't have to be like really amazing either it's just like you're a man you kind of show up as you are today there's no judgment there's no Preconceptions about anything. It's just here I am today, yeah and um, that you know I've been doing that for like a couple of months now, and it's really like magical how how it helps men in in, in these kind of situations.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just reflecting myself on um so I lead well being as well, and I'm really passionate about it. Along with it, I do shout, but um I was talking to some guys um, in that I work with and they were sharing about they were like we had a we had a well-being chat today now and I was like right <laughs> I was like what did that look like then they said well they went, for, they went for a little puff outside and that and they said yeah we had a little chat I said yeah. They said yeah well we were talking about mental health and that you know I'd had an actual conversation with one of them one-to-one in the week and he'd, he'd been struggling a bit we just spoke things through it was really nice and uh, yeah you could tell it was that emotions just coming out for him um, and yeah. um, but without getting too into the detail and I think for him it was just someone listening yeah and then they were saying yeah and I said well, what was in his chat then and they said well we said we kind of just need to man up, and I was like, No, was oh, like, no. <laughs> like those aren't the words we use. They said, No, no, they said, Look, it was really good. We just were chatting about things, it felt good that we we're bouncing stuff off. It felt good that we kind of all said, Actually, it's been a bit crap for all of us in some way, and yeah. like we said, we just listened to each other really, and it felt okay to do that. And like you said, that safety part, and I think exactly like going back to the Roman Kemp. Um, documentary it was on recently about uh, mm-hmm. mental health and suicide and everything that we, we need to normalize um this mental health stigma that we've got more because I still think it's so stigmatized I really do and I think yeah. we need to do that even more in men I think we'll crack it better if we go for the the harder area of it which is men but doing it in the, the right soft way and I think like you just said that community part and creating that is 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 a great way to do it. How do people yeah. respond to that if they're someone that's joining initially? How do you, how do you how long do you find it takes to get involved or share?
1: Yeah, um, it can be interesting. I mean I did a group I literally did a group yesterday and there was a new a new person that joined. Yeah. And um, it is like they, they, there is a bit of like confusion in their face. They're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> What am I meant to say? Like, am I just meant to say how I feel? Like, (laughs) um, So there is a bit of a, um, like a warm up. You do need to warm up a bit because the people that come to these, they come like sometimes every day. There's a group every day, you know, that is put out. And some people come every day. It's just like part of their routine. And others come like once a week, whatever. Um, But Again, it's like that trust thing. There's a bit of a scoping out of, can I trust these guys? Mm. Um, and eventually, you know, you can, because when another man shares something
0: mm.
1: really, really openly and vulnerably, mm. then immediately that person is like, oh shit, like I can say that. I can I can say that too, or I've experienced that too. Mm. Um and that's that. That is so key. Like on that rope on, on generally the the mental health thing. Like it's the fear, the, the fear of rejection, the fear of being like humiliated, yeah, embarrassed by yeah. what you're saying. And and that I, I it's I think it's it's that that still you know still exists. Like it, I think that doesn't just go away. No, um, or or it's really hard to to make people like. Kind of like say things in spite of that fear because it just does exist for everyone. Mm. Um, I think that's the bit that 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 will take a while to actually change in the mm. in the in the society in society as a whole. I think because that just is there all the time.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, it is massive, and I think it's, it's that's why I think it's so powerful. Great what you're doing, um, and the fact that it shows for me someone that's very. Um, committed and that you really believe in what you're doing as well. Like you, you know, and I find there's, there's loads of coaches out there, and there is, and people would say it's saturated. I don't think it is, but I think there's people doing a lot, like earn ten thousand pounds. And I said this the other, way, the other day. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, and I just think oh, I struggle with that type of coach myself. You know, I, I think that coaching is about raising awareness and moving people from A to B and genuinely adding value and doing what you're great at as a coach and being great at that. And and then it, then stuff comes through, fruition as a coach, et cetera, and your business builds. That just happens. You have to have patience. And I think yeah. people were focused in this society on the wrong things at the minute. And yeah. I think that they're putting a lot of pressure on. And it's just like when you think, oh, I know a lot of fitness coaches Main guy, like guys and men, and you know, you look at it and think, Oh, they're so fit and all of that jazz. But actually, sometimes I can't have an articulate conversation with them because it's just about food or how many steps they've done. So that's not enough of a conversation for me. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not stereotyping now or giving an opinion on that person, but sometimes I don't, for me, that network of person doesn't work. And I think actually, what you then put out there, that person is an aesthetic look and it's something that's yes you could argue it's someone that's got discipline because they've got their body to that state etc and it is but it also isn't helping society to put out there that you have to be this way and that we are so driven by looks and everything you know and not actually by someone's personality and their character hence why i always ask the question in like what do you want to be known for because you don't want to be known for being the prettiest girl do you or the the best guy with the best you know, I want to be the guy known for having the best apps So and if you yeah. do, it's great. Maybe I'm judging, but yeah. I think actually we need to be more about adding value and helping people more. And that's where then people live. And I guess I'm picking up this fitness part because probably a lot, a lot of those guys I know have mental health things or they've got actually, when it gets to the root of it, it's because they've got no confidence actually, or yeah. they fear something, you know, they fear not getting a relationship. So they have to do it another way. Well, yeah. exactly. You just, all you're doing is just packing all of that on, aren't you? You're yeah. not un, like you said, rediscovering and uncovering the root yeah. of something that actually, if you don't unpick that, is only going to build or it's still going to be there in ten years' time.
1: Mm.
0: Hence, why yeah. I ask to think why people don't invest in coaching.
1: <laughs> I'm all about personally. I'm all about this like pure coaching. Yes. i am I'm, I'm all about um i think i don't know my personality is better suited to this like pure coaching which is just like no no you know no direction like reflection really good listening like that's what i love about coaching the kind of yes. presence and the space that you can create in a session that's what i absolutely love in coaching but yeah. um i know that yeah as you mentioned like the the 10k reach 10k coaches like it's like you know I don't know if that's co- I don't know if that's coach I don't know yeah but like that's kind of not really my bag either
0: yeah um. <laughs> yeah it is literally like I like what you say there and I always somebody asked me that recently in the mentoring that I do they said about how to build your business and um, yeah. you know the coaching like I said today is like coaching and mentoring very different and I said I'm I, I am all about it like yourself I like to be pure coaching And I do make that clear to people. And if they ask mentoring, I'll share it if I can give that because I have that expertise. And if I don't, I'll say I don't Um, refer them to somebody that might. But um, I I think like you did just say there that it's very easy to get into, again, what society makes us do is tell, tell, tell. We have to have all the answers. And actually, it's not about me having the answers coaching. It's about you as a client and your agenda. And you come. all I'm doing is asking great questions to draw out of you. And yeah. like you say, I love that feeling myself when you get a client and they're like, I'm buzzing at the end. Or they're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go do this. Or they'll say, that's a great question. And they're not just saying it because, you know, they're saying it because their mind, it's like you see the cogs going when they're saying that to you. It's a great question because they're putting something out there, but they're reflecting. Yeah. And they're thinking okay and i was talking with someone and they're saying how do you know when to leave enough time and patience with some like around that space and um just uh, having a client have silence and i was like well you have to get comfortable with it for one and two yeah. you have to listen more probably because I don't think it would feel as much of a issue for you that there is silence and you are uncomfortable if you looked at it that way. Because yeah. I very much look at it like my clients just thinking things through. Yeah. Often we talk more than we need to. And, you know, I mean, doing it now or we talk faster than we need to, because we, we have this fear of just silence. We've got to fill the gap all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally agree. Like, i I don't want to talk like i'm not i'm not a massive talker so in my sessions like i don't really want to do the talking so i i almost like naturally just love just asking the questions and reflecting yeah (laughs) um but yeah no it's it's interesting like the what i i read the other day um about this like idea that you're either doing or you're being and um I can't remember who it was but it was like the being of you is like the reflection the intuition Mm -hmm. the um the like contemplation that side of you that when that's going you're more creative and you have more space and to to think of ideas and think of connections Mm. but our society is very much like we're in the doing we love to like do stuff we love to like fill our time we love to be proactive we love to plan strategize um be really efficient with our time yeah processes yeah um and it and it almost like doesn't allow us to reflect like yeah. really really reflect which obviously is a big part of coaching you know coaching as coaches we provide that space to just be where we are and and give that opportunity for someone else um mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really nice gift, isn't it? For people.
0: Yeah, we're on autopilot, aren't we?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: And I love that what you just said. Is, it's interesting. Actually, two people have now said that to me today. And I always say, notice what you notice. Always say that. <laughs> that's why I've come through with coaching. Just slow down. What do you notice? And um, yeah, and someone said, Oh, um, you know, coaching's about space. And I was like, oh, I guess. But because I've always said it's about self-awareness. But when again, like I guess I just have little seeds and I just plant them and think not sure what that means to me at the moment. I need to explore that. But now you said it as well. It's like, wow, like I need to think what you're right. It does mean space. You know, like I could allude that to me that it's about it means the silent, the space in silence maybe for me and a bit more um space around, you know, even you do a zoom, the relationship and the conversation. Um, and how you build the relationship via that as well in different ways. And if you were to coach someone over the phone, you know all those types of mediums still have to be always working. Um, you can still do that, and you can. A lot of people say, "How do you empower people through coaching without it being mentoring?" Mm-hmm. Like if I say it's great, am I not leading the conversation or telling them something? And I said, uh, "Yeah." I said, "Look, I think you need to stick to the pure." coaching form in terms of a structure of going for a grow model for it to be coaching yeah but i mean the goal you know looking at what you, your, your reality options will way forward mm. um but i also think you need to have a bit of freedom with it as well and see what comes from it and allow it to be as well um yeah. And again, to be pure in your form. So I think you still have to empower people. Like you said, people can feel disempowered. Our job is also to raise that for them and, make, and leave them feeling that they can go and achieve things. And they are gonna move that six to seven, seven to eight and move forward. And we move people forward by celebrating. That's why we look at their strengths, as you said again at the end, at the start yeah. And we, what we celebrate what they do well. All of this is where you can, you know, you're putting all the jigsaw pieces together, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that that is really interesting like because I think that's a process we go through as coaches is to like trust the process. Yes. Um just trust that the client will will get there and you like I as the coach believe that they have the resources and and everything they need to get to get there and make the breakthrough or whatever have the insight like because it's really easy to like not trust it. Yeah. And, like, try and, like, either, like, butt in or ask another question or um, almost, like, not, like, almost, like, fill the silence mm-hmm. just because, as a coach, like, you're just worried that you, you, you're not doing enough to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm still learning that now, but I think that's just, like, a constant learning thing we go through is just to keep trusting our belief in our clients yeah and a belief in the process and that it will work I suppose
0: yeah and like we said everybody wants yes yesterday don't they so they think yeah. like everything they do has to have an you an know ROI on it and an outcome yeah. and get them you know money or something the result it's got to be tan- and tangible I've really explored that recently how do we make intangible yeah. more tangible I think you said it to me last week it's really interesting and again look this is what we're doing here we're showing that we're learning we don't have the answers we don't know and just by talking things through and thinking what does that mean to us and actually you just said fill a gap or fill a space it's equivalent right so it's just interesting and then you go on and build and build and that's what I said someone say they said you know what you know like what's your free things for success and I was like well five years of hard work <laughs> I said you know, like I'm not, I'm not just gonna sit there and fail this. Oh, if you take these free golden nuggets next week, you'll be doing what I'm doing. I was like, no, yeah, I was yeah. like, you've got to get out there and commit to what you love and and, and work well at it, or commit what you're great at even, and yeah. keep going with it and evolving and building and not being perfect and giving things a go. And like we said before, you have to fail to know what you're great at, and you have to to know what's not going right. And if something yeah. doesn't work for you then you have to think about what what do I need to change about that and, and just yeah. and then the next step isn't it? And again that's what coach uses is step by step by step.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's messy, yeah. uncomfortable, takes longer than you think.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, all of these things. And and you know, I can you know I can say that about my own like development as a coach. Like I, I, I thought I'd be further along than I am, you know, but I know also from working with clients that it just doesn't work like that it...
0: <laughs> no it doesn't and I, i'm loving it I, I i love the process and I, I always know that i love the process of like doing fitness stuff as well and people say trust mm. that i find it harder doing that um but i do and i enjoy just learning and i, I always say it to people in the yeah. academy um a mentor for that you know like they say like oh i just want a distinction or i just want to get here and i'm like Let's, that's need to be suspended completely right now <laughs> you need to just focus on learning and being the best at that and that skill that you're not great at going and doing that now that's why you're on the learning journey I yeah. it. and and that, and that's what I loved about coaching is it just felt right and um and I just yeah just loved it so really interesting I think look, there's so much in that and it's great to see I think you're working with a fantastic niche I think it's great to see you've got like you say you know, whether it's where you want to be or not at the moment, it's building and it's got an amazing way to go for sure. Yeah. It?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I, 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 I love variety. Like that's what I get bored easily. And I, and I love experimenting with coaching. That That's yeah. the, I, that's what I love about it. Like there's so many applications for it. So many different avenues to take it. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that's what I'm, that's the process that I'm loving at the moment. Just trying trying new things trying different stuff um yeah yeah one thing that I'm really loving at the moment is like just getting out in nature and just like coaching on like on walks yeah you know that's lovely magical Uh, that's what I you know I'm, I'm loving that at the moment
0: yeah it's interesting I was hearing that the Japanese say that um I think it's Japanese say that one of the best ways with mental health and something they prescribe is going into nature Re- and
1: these I- are wise people, aren't
0: they? Yeah, I was, I was walking this morning. It was really early, and all I could hear this morning was beautiful out. It was that crisp, lovely start to the day. Um, obviously, was, you know, changed the um, times of the weather and stuff. So it's like it's, it's not dark in the mornings or anything. And all I heard was birds. And I was like, I close my eyes for one second here all I heard was nature around me. And I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, imagine just working like in this environment every day, like no wonder people are healthier and happier. Just with blooming nature, isn't it? Nothing else. We think that other yeah. things are gonna give us happiness. We're actually, I was like, I might just go for a walk tomorrow. And that ticks a box. That's the one thing I've loved about the last year is having to just get out there and appreciate just being with people on walks and nature and the way it feels.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just no coincidence that whenever you do go for a walk in nature, you feel, you, have, you feel better, you've got a new idea, or you work something out in your mind. Something always comes from it, I think.
0: It, really interesting. Look, I'm going to round off into my um, kind of five uh, quick fire questions, um, which I was doing. You kind of spoke a little bit around that then. How do you measure success?
1: Um, I... I, I just I rarely I have to say I rarely use the word success but okay. for me it's like it's for me it's like fulfillment it's um it's being able to appreciate and be fulfilled in what you're doing mm-hmm. um and alongside that being like allowed to use all of yourself in what you're doing yeah. And, and like enjoying the process of that like using all your skills all your strengths that everyone has individually um and for me that does like sort of contribute to that fulfillment thing um and that's that's what it's about for me I think
0: Yeah, so if I asked why you then how do you how would you live a happier life if you were to tell someone what need to do around that which we don't do as coaches but if you were to share something people could do to live a happier life it's probably a better way to put it what would you say
1: yeah um probably as we were talking about uh, earlier like get outside more um get in touch with nature more um and what was the other thing I, i thought of um get outside nature i think like gratitude I know that's a thing that we all like talk about but yeah. it does work yeah it, it just works and for happiness I think it does just help
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I completely agree and there was a link I was reading yesterday so I'm reading Stephen Bartlett's book which I'm obsessed with
1: Happy oh,
0: to yeah. there. and he shared in that the point exactly about um the gratitude and for me gratitude isn't just it's not just that I'm grateful for this every day it's you know I've done all of that process it's a way of like you said being and I think it takes practice I don't think it is overnight gratitude I think that I've done a good year or so on it and I think a lot of the work I do around getting into shout because they called it I can't I'd have to go back and check the term there's a certain term it's called about people that um, get a high from helping others through stuff like volunteering. Mm. What I've said before, he's got a nice way of putting it, because I've often said it's it makes me feel bad that I feel good for going on and helping people where they're at a the moment thinking of thinking they're taking their lives. But that's the reality. I, I'm helping somebody do that, and when they say stuff like you've, you know, you've completely changed the way I've looked at things tonight, or I was thinking of doing this, and you've changed that for me. When you get those through, like I could give given all the money in the world, and I don't get paid for that, and I don't, I would never want to be paid for that. I volunteer it wouldn't mean it wouldn't give me the same feeling that that gives me yeah at all and that's great and they say that people that have um higher level of gratitude tend to volunteer and give back and they proactively seek to give back and they have which is my point to of this they live a happier life their yeah. mental health is better themselves and they probably actually gone through a route with the mental health in themselves to get them to that point as well. But um yeah. And then, you know, other things are better in their life. They control things better. Mm.
1: Their behaviors,
0: their habits. So I think, yeah, you're spot on there.
1: That must be amazing to, to experience from your point of view in that.
0: Yeah. In that
1: volunteering it's, then.
0: And it's sometimes I think, God, it's quite hard. I do it every single Sunday and I was like, this is, this is a big commitment. And that's the a big commitment I'm like, really, but I love it. And yeah. Uh, and I can do it anytime 24 7 because it is obviously that of course it's that set up but there's times when I think well I've done this for a long time I've done it 18 months now I was like but I would not want to do it so maybe sometimes I need to shift when I do it Mm. Um, but yeah and I, I yeah I just like the fact that I feel privileged to have helped a lot of people and um to know that moment of crisis and I feel privileged that I can have very different conversations people I tell you I've learned a lot about relationships I'm making this more about me than now <laughs> but like, like this I've learned a lot about how to build rapport and trust quickly in relationships mm. and that like we know as coaches we have to build rapport quickly it's absolutely key yeah. In relationships
1: yeah yeah that's amazing yeah uh, probably at high pressure as well do you feel yeah. pressure doing that like
0: um, I did at first. I don't now because I, I know what to say and when. And, and I mean that because you have to be trained and you have to know what to say when. And you have to know how to act quickly on some points, obviously. Yeah. Um, so you have to be adaptable to that. Um, but, you know, I was, I was nervous at first. But I guess that is, again, you just transfer the mindset and approach of what I'm great at somewhere, which is uh, I like to listen. I like to learn. I know I won't get it right, but I know who's there to help me. And, and i'll give it my best and i'll commit myself 100 percent. you know i'll stop being distracted by things and being the moment when i do it it's you know you're just adapting and taking what you're great at and putting it to something else which is again what we do with clients isn't it say like, well what you're great at mm. how could you use that now
1: yeah yeah
0: it's all that's... very similar isn't it
1: yeah no that's that's amazing yeah
0: which i love so look, kind of final question then so what do you want to be known for
1: um i uh, it's hard to say this without like sounding really <laughs> sounding quite like preachy um i think what i want to be known for is is helping people to express their individual gifts and talents and strengths and great stuff i think that, right. that's that i think that's my sort of real core philosophy of coaching at the moment which is just like everyone has these things these like building blocks and for me I love to see them put them together and put them out in the world
0: do you think or do you know that I know that (laughs) good I'm holding your account I love that I love that um let where can people find you uh
1: linkedin is where I pretty much do all my coaching stuff and yeah, yeah on linkedin
0: amazing look thank you so much for your time really appreciate it
1: cool thanks Natalie
0: a huge thank you to Joseph and of course a huge thank you to you for listening if you've taken value from this then please leave me a review because that way the podcast gets out there and I can help more people and if you are looking to build and transform your coaching business then reach out to me because I'm starting my new group coaching program in April and I would love to be able to see how and what I can do to help you so reach out and let me know your one biggest struggle right now and as always go take action make an impact and have a great day